now that I have brought up some traumatic stories. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you mind introducing yourself? I'm Zinnia. Um, I'm a trans woman in Salt Lake City. Um, I am an ESL tutor at Salt Lake Community College and an administrative assistant. Um, I'm also a graphic design major. I'm an animation major. I'm not a graphic designer. Um, yeah. I know the difference, but what's the difference for our listeners? Um, the difference is I have to draw the same thing over and over again, or <laughs> I spend hours fighting with a program to do my work for me while you make the pretty pictures um, and deal with shitty clients. And you said uh, ESL. ESL, English Second Language. And and you said community college. Uh, do you mind saying where that's at, or the you want to leave Salt that? Lake Community College? Okay, yeah, gotcha. Um, yeah. I, How long have you been doing that for? Um, two years now. Two years. Yeah. What What is one of the things you really love about it? I really love knowing that I'm helping people, mm. and it's like, it's a very immediate and real way where you can help people. It's not that vague, like, oh, I did charity work. It's like. I form relationships with my students and like I get to see them actually progressing and actually learning English and like I don't know I'm not involved I don't I'm not involved in their lives but I can see them like improving you know what I mean yeah 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 you have anyone in your family that has any issues with like um, accessibility when it comes my, to like, blindness and death? my little sister is adopted um she was born with a cleft palate and a underdeveloped ear. Mm -hmm. um, so she actually is fully deaf in one ear and can't tell location from the other. And so she's also stunted. Um, so don't make fun of short people. But my little sister got her fair share of it um, mm -hmm. growing up. Um, but yeah, she's like, she has a lot of trouble like driving, obviously. <laughs> You need to be able to hear. Um, and she does, she is working right now to get like a hearing aid, um, not an implant because I don't remember. I don't, <laughs> it's been a while since I've talked to her about which exactly she needs. Um, I'm a bad sibling, I guess. Are you close with your family? I, for audio listeners, doing the hand <laughs> wave. I'm, I'm kind of close. Um, I do. I do talk to my family again. Um, there was a period of time where I didn't, and that's just part of being LGBTQ, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Is that because LDS family or? Yeah, my mother in particular is super LDS. Um, she's also just abusive. Um, Full stop. We don't have to talk about that. That's or we fun. can. No, no, no. It's I'd, okay. It's, a, it's up to you. Um, I'm fine talking about it. Just like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to go. Um, she, she grew up in the church very heavily. She grew up in like Delta. So like middle of nowhere. There was only the church type of deal. Um, we were talking about that recently because she's on the up and up she's trying to get better mm -hmm. which i have mixed feelings about i don't know Some family stuff family stuff is always complicated yeah um 
and I don't know if it's polite to dirt to air dirty laundry um, for the general public, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, the moral of the story is moral of the story. Family stuff mm. is weird. If you're an adult and you have like a good relationship with your family, I don't think I don't think you're an adult. Like I just <laughs> if you don't have some sort of beef with your parents by the time you turn like 21. Uh, maybe you haven't seen enough. I don't know. Everybody's parents are shitty to yeah. some degree. Mm -hmm. no, I um, agree with that. I love you, Ma. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love my family. If you have to take one message away from this, it's, you know, sometimes they fuck up. Um, I got along with my siblings pretty well throughout all of it, though. Um, they're just three years younger than me, so it's, I don't know. We don't share... It was a lot easier to be closer when we were living together, and now it's like they're still in high school. And I don't know what to do with that. Um, I don't know. So how many siblings do you have? I have one younger brother and one younger sister. Um, none of us look alike. Only my sister's adopted. Um, this is just filler, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't know. My little brother is... Uh, it's probably the straightest out of all of us. Probably the most, like, cishet. Um, my sister is pan, but she says she might be asexual. Um, and my brother was talking about um, trying out, like, a non-binary identity for a while. Um, but he, he got kicked out, too, when he was, before he finished high school. So he's been dealing with enough other stuff and that's a big part of like the trans experience i think um i have adhd so if i jump all over the place i do too okay. so i'm catching everything you're okay saying, so okay ahead. you get it <laughs> um no but it's like everybody's like oh so you always knew there's all those warning signs when you're a kid and a lot of times it's like i was just trying to not get my ass beat at home um, I didn't really think about my identity and or myself as a, like what I meant to myself until I was like moved out and I had things like pretty well under control. Um, and so, yeah, like my brother right now is I think he has too much on his plate to really question himself too much. You know, he's just trying to he's just trying to make ends meet for now. And I think that's OK. And I think that's a big part. I don't know. I think that um, a big part of this whole narrative of, oh, well, there's all these warning signs you always knew. I think it just kind of, I think it's just there to help cis people, like, kind of still stay in their mindset of, like, gender is a thing you're born with and it's a thing that stays with you. Mm -hmm. This is a hot take. Um, I don't. I don't know how many trans people follow this, how many trans people are going to disagree with me, but like sometimes you do just change. Sometimes you do just wake up one day and you're like, Oh, that wasn't right. And you just like started getting, you know, like it's not always, it's not always something that's ingrained in you. It's just something that changes like everything else. Mm -hmm. um, I think gender is just as fluid as sexuality, which is just as fluid as everything. And I think hard rigid lines don't, don't really help anyone uh 
me long term, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah. So how, how was your transitioning? Um, I'd love to kind of hear your story. Um, so I kind of got kicked out of the house when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I got kicked out when I was 18 to my mom's house. And then I got kicked out again when I was 19. Um, and so for the first time, I was like really like on my own. And I didn't have to worry about... I didn't have to worry about someone else, you know? Because um, when you grow up in an abusive household, it's never... You don't really get... You get moments to yourself, but you don't get, like, time to just exist, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, probably within, like, two weeks of living on my own, I wanted to try being non-binary. And so I was I was just being more and more androgynous. Um, and then once I felt comfortable there, I started going more and more femme until about a year ago it's a year ago in november actually um where i just said fuck it um this is clearly where i'm going um so i just i decided to start trying to transition full-time then or not not even full-time that's the whole thing with transitioning because everybody's like part-time full-time passive you know like sometimes Sometimes you just want to go to 7-Eleven at 3 a.m. and you don't want you don't want to be seen, you don't want to exist, you just want some goddamn snacks. You mm-hmm. don't you don't want to deal with anything. Um and so yeah, you will just put on like a really oversized hoodie and whatever and just go out the door. That doesn't mean you're not trans still. You know, that doesn't mean I don't know. Just can you explain that a little bit? Because I'm, I'm, I'm learning as, as you speak. So, yeah. so, so you're, you're saying full-time, part-time. So a lot of trans people will only go out as themselves in certain situations. Um, if you're not out at work, then... It's the same fly from device. I know. Um, if you're not out at work, then obviously... And you don't want to lose your job, because no matter how many fucking protections the government guarantees there's always policy and you know corporations can always fucking do whatever they want um if you don't want to lose your job at work because you think your boss might fire you for being trans then you're going to keep presenting how you were beforehand even though i would say you've transitioned mm-hmm. um like i would say if you spend any amount of time thinking of yourself as any gender besides the one you were assigned at birth, then you're trans. Um, Whether that is just with your friends or just with your family or just alone by yourself at 3 a.m. and you're having a little bit of a cry because life is hard. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Just, yeah, it's it's hard. I don't know how many trans people are going to listen to this. We don't have, like, ton a ton in utah but there are a few um but it's okay yeah and like speaking of that is there any words of wisdom you can kind of pass on to someone who's Um, transitioning or is considering i would say especially if you're considering just first of all fuck it just do it like honestly life is short um the world is devolving by the minute 
Yeah. Like nobody's gonna give a shit mm. at the end of the day if you wore a dress for a year. Like honestly, who fucking cares? There's a big thing. There's a big um, like stigma in the trans community against trans trenders, as they're called, which is just people who tried experimenting with their gender or tried transitioning and then figured out it wasn't for them mm-hmm. and went some people say they went back or they go they go closer to their original gender and I don't I think that this whole stigma is kind of bullshit um, just because like it's so much better for them as a person and for us as a society to be like Sure, fuck it, run it. Whatever you want to wear, do it. whatever you however you want to present, go for it. Try it out. If it works out, that's great. That's amazing. If it doesn't, then you know yourself all the more and that's all the better, you know? Um and like I don't know. So, first of all, yes, if you're considering trying it, just try it. Who cares? You're going to die one day anyways. Mm-hmm. Um If you are doing it, um i know it's fucking hard um some days it's real hard to just like get out of bed and exist in the presence of anyone else um but you know you gotta you gotta do it i mean (laughs) we all got bills to pay um it'll get better um what was your hardest moment like transitioning like if you if you thought like oh this was a rough spot and i can help someone Um, by saying this i've had quite a few rough spots um i have adhd i have anxiety depression it all it all comes as a package Uh you know how it is um nobody ever just gets one (laughs) um and so there were day there were a lot of days where like yeah just getting out of bed and doing absolutely anything was harder than anything in the world. Um, just just even being seen by my roommate felt like physically painful. Because it's like because your head, your mind, your brain will bully you. Mm-hmm. It will say shit that it has no business saying. Mm-hmm. Um it will treat you like garbage some days and you know other days you'll have experiences that you couldn't even have dreamed of having that will like just make every fucking every moment of hardship so fucking worth it um especially once you find like a good community it's hard especially these days to like find people that will actually be there for you when you need it but like you'll get there one day everybody does i think um and yeah it's just i promise the fucking high points are were well well worth the low points um yeah it gets it gets real fucking good sometimes and you said something about the community that you have now i know off air we were talking about um, Utah, right? And uh, how you would love to be elsewhere, like a lot of Utahns. Yeah. Um, have you found a healthy community here that you feel like I've you're found, a part of? Sorry to interrupt. That's okay, it's okay. 
Um, I wouldn't say I found like an unhealthy community. I don't know. Um, right? I don't know. I think my life gets better the less cishet people I have, <laughs> which is, I don't know if that's a great um, sentiment, but like, honestly, the more like-minded people you have around you, and I don't mean like some shitty political echo chamber. Mm -hmm. I mean, like people who have shared your experiences and shared your pain and like know what you're going through. Um, the more people like that, that you can surround yourself with, the better life gets. Um, like, yeah, I, I think I talked to one cishet man outside of my family. Um, yeah. Um, and within that community, uh, is there any act, um, activism happening or do you do any activism? Um, I, I don't do as much as I had wished. Mm -hmm. I don't do as much as I want to, um, cause life is hard. And sometimes I think reading the news and just seeing all the bullshit every day is like so physically draining that it's like all right that's enough activism i <laughs> i know what's happening in the world and i have no power to stop it um that's that's fun um now i go i go to the protests um i have a friend one of my friend's sisters um is kind of a part of um like the young socialist movement mm -hmm. um i've worked on a zine for um minority representation i guess i don't know um and yeah i i don't do as much activism as i would hope but i do try and spread awareness and i try and talk whenever possible because i really do think that like like, yeah, rallies and everything are important politically. But I think that having smaller, more intimate conversations about politics with people, I think you're more likely to do change in that way. By just, like, not even, like, not even, like, street preaching. Like, just the people around you, just introducing them to ideas that are, like, like, hey, maybe life doesn't have to suck so much all the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I think that's a great way to get more people involved and just, like you said, open your eyes, make other people see how truly shit things are sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, sometimes spreading awareness is, because is a like, huge thing. Honestly, yeah, so much of like, so much of people's mindset these days is they have so much of their own bullshit. They're not going to show up to some protest movement. They're not going to show up to some like propaganda dinner. I don't know what you want to fucking call them. Um, yeah. they're, <laughs> I don't even mean propaganda in the bad way. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> I understand. Like we're all, sure we've all taken a political science class. We all, hopefully we all know what propaganda means. Um, but like, yeah, just 
sometimes they don't have time for that in their lives. And sometimes, you know, I don't think you can fault them for that. You can't be like, oh, you're not pro-revolution. You have to worry about feeding you and your kids every night. How dare you not show up to my, re you know, like they've got, they've got their own shit going on. Like yeah. you can't hold that against them. So I think it's sometimes more important to just talk to people and be like, hey, you know, your job is shitty because your boss makes all this money. You know, like there's yeah, yeah. like the systems you're a UX designer. Yes. I'm trying to get my bachelor's in game design. Mm -hmm. um, and it really is like all these systems are just designed, not even subtly, really. Um, oh, to yeah. Just really destroy every part of you completely agree with that um, it's huge, huge problematic it's just it's the fact that we're so like indoctrinated from such a young age in every aspect of american culture mm. like no other fucking country has you recite a pledge of allegiance to the country every morning as a child all mm. the way up into an adult you know like yeah, that's yeah. so that's so fucking cultish mm. um it's just, I don't know. And a lot of people's reaction to finding out new, new news, new information is to like, just reject it outright. Just, and like, that's a big part of why I think like those rallies and these protests, they work for people who are going into it with an open mind. And that's great. And once you can get people to that state, then yeah, those are super important. But I think getting people to just like unlearn all the fucking years of like indoctrination i think that is a little bit subtler and i think that i don't think you can do that on such a mass scale i think you have to like just actually talk to people mm. um i would agree with that i mean hopefully this is kind of what we're doing yeah, here we can kind of help bring awareness. hopefully this is a bit more interact yeah, yeah. um and that may or may not just be an excuse because um, actual activism is really hard work. And I'm it a busy is. person and I'm not mentally stable. So I <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do anything like super intensive, I don't think. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just try, <laughs> if you are, no matter where you are, just try and like think a little bit i know it's it's exhausting just daily life um but once you like start to think about all these systems and how they work and why things work the way they are then you can start to be more open about like changing them and mm -hmm. like you can you start you see the more the damage that they do a lot easier um because if you're not this is just the way things always have been, then, like, there's no part of you that's like, okay, well, why do we keep having civil rights movements? Why do we keep having riots? Why mm -hmm. why are people so angry if mm -hmm. this is the way it's always been? Like, you just, you just quietly accept it, you know? And that's not helpful to anyone. Completely agree. Um, with, with, with a lot of Utah culture, at least from something that I've observed is... We're really good at being very ignorant of um, anything outside of our space and almost willfully ignorant, right? Like, yeah. it's just like, I prefer to only know this box and this is my box and I'm not gonna go outside of that box. 
However, um, this is something that was talked about a, a while back with one of our interviewees in the past is um, for the Black Lives Matter stuff. I mean, we had a full, you know, uh, a black host and um, a second host and the guest was also black. And we were all just sitting there how shocked that there were so many people out at Black Lives Matter protests because we always thought that like, you know, people would maintain their own, you know, their own, their own circles, their own spheres. And I feel like with how social media has been kind of, social media is very problematic, don't get me wrong, but how social media has influenced a lot of the younger generation, how many people are having these conversations, it's really getting people a lot more aware of people who are not like them. Um, for example, um, Salt Lake City Pride is, is, is really big and I'm very impressed yeah. with um, its growth and how many people care about it. I love seeing all the pride flags on the back of their cars. See that all the time. It would be great to see all those cars with BML and B Black Lives Matter yeah. yeah, uh, uh, stickers. But I think we're gonna get there. And I think the more we grow as, as a community, the yeah. more we talk about these things, the more healthy we're gonna get. And like you said, social media has its ups and downs, has a lot of downs, um, but like, yeah, like pronouns in your bio is something like not unheard of. Like it's pretty common online. Mm -hmm. And like, even just like two years ago, even that's, that would have been like unheard of, yeah. you know, like it's, it really is. I really do think um, <laughs> that, you know, it does help opening people's eyes and seeing there's a bug on the microphone um, <laughs> and I'm trying to, I don't want to hurt him. Oh. Oh. Anyways, um, I don't need to be distracted. It's okay. ADHD. Yeah. I understand. I was um, also looking at that book for quite some time. It's cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I do think that the more exposure you have to things, the better you'll, you'll be as a person, mm -hmm. you know? I don't think, I think that willful ignorance is really the only way you can be conservative. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm very left-leaning. I'm going to ignore the bug. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I don't, like I said, I think it has to be willful ignorance to be conservative. Um, like if you do any research into like the history of conservative thought, if you do any research into like, if you do any research, it's full stop. You, I don't think you have an excuse to be a conservative. I think that, like, it's so transparently... It's so transparently just about keeping people in power in power. Mm -hmm. And it's just about keeping the people who make money making money. Like, it's not... I don't know. This is a minority podcast. I'm sure that these aren't, like, radical ideas. No, um, no, not at all. This is These are things that have been said before with our other guests. Okay. But I will have to say, I have a lot of conservative friends. I love you. However, I do agree with all of these points. I do feel like it's like, really hard for me to understand. Like, yeah, like... How you can support... That's the whole thing right people. now with the political debates is, like, Joe Biden... Joe Biden. Why, first of all? Second of all... I think that this idea that we can reach across the aisle and work together to make a better, like, no, 
one party is actively trying to make the world a worse place. Like, that is in their platform everywhere. They're not even hiding it. Like, it's literally, why do we want an EPA? Why do we need, like, you know? Like, they're yeah. trying to roll back gay rights and, like, abortion. Just, like, that is their party. They try and roll things back. They try and, I don't know. Yeah, what's helpful for me is a lot of, I mean, I don't have a lot of people within that space anymore because of how vocal I am about certain things. However, um, I know as individuals, even though they're aligning themselves with problematic parties, it's a situation of education and empathy. Um, I don't want to be like the, they're, these are good people conversation that Trump once said. However, they, they are in most cases good people with good intentions. However, they're just so miseducated. Yeah. Like, like sometimes, and, and, and sorry for some of my conservative listeners, but at least the ones who are extremely problematic, it's, it's almost like, it's, it's like children. And, 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 and I, yeah. and I want to help educate you, but sometimes you, you prefer not to listen. And that's when it becomes a problem. And like, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't think you can have a conservative worldview as as an adult like adult tm like i don't know like if you're 40 years old and you're a conservative it's it's because that mindset directly benefits you mm. and it's not out of like oh well this is just what i think it's because throughout your life that mindset is what's gotten you ahead like mm. being kind of a dick to minorities and you know people who want or need help mm you know, it's profitable. Yeah. It's easy. Um, and, and, and there's, there, there are at its basis uh, of the conservative party, there are possible ways to look at it and say, I can understand why you align yourself. With yeah. But this that's, party. this is your UX designer. I have to be very empathetic of all the people that. Yeah. Uses but this is what I'm yeah. saying is like, you can hide these simple you can hide these like terrible, terrible ideologies behind simple choices. Of course. And I think that conservatism really flourishes with these like, like right now in California, there's this whole Prop 22 thing, mm -hmm. um, which I don't know if you guys have heard about or talked about on the show. We have not talked about it yet. No. Okay. Um, basically, Uber and Lyft and, you know, all those driving ride sharing services are pushing so hard right now to make sure prop 22 passes they're putting out all this propaganda about how like oh well it's about employee benefits and like all this stuff but if you get down into the legalese and the nitty-gritty it basically ensures that they don't have to treat any of their drivers like employees they can yeah. they don't have to give them any rights any protections like it waves them of all liability basically and just but by framing it as this whole like, oh, but we're, it's all about ensuring employee rights. It's so, it's so easy to trick people. And that's the thing is like, nobody in this day and age has like a spare hour to go into in-depth legalese on every single bill that passes their docket. I don't fucking know what I'm saying, docket. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> like. They don't have the time or the energy 
because again, capitalism, um, <laughs> they don't have the time or the energy to look into all these things. And so it's, it's easy to trick people mm. and it's not, it doesn't say anything bad about you. It doesn't say anything bad about, it's how the system is designed. It's how it's meant to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's why it works in the, it achieves its goals very well. Those goals are not good for humanity, I would say, as a whole. But it is very good at generating profit and keeping itself alive. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit of a pessimist, but I don't know. We did. I saw a Trump video, not a Trump truck parade, I guess, on my way here today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is, again, ADHD. It really is going back to like Biden wants to reach across the aisle. Those people across the aisle he's reaching out to are people who like wanted to segregate drinking fountains and who today are trying to uphold fascism and are like blatantly and obviously trying to rig and steal an election. Mm -hmm. Like they're not even, they're not even subtle about it. Um, and it's just, I understand why Biden is the nominee, because corporate interests and money, it's just exhausting to have to wake up every day and just see that, like, I don't know. It's like that one Greek myth of the, um, what is it? The fuck it, is it? It's not Calypso. The prophet who would wake up and warn everybody about how things were going to go out and nobody would believe her and then things would turn out exactly like that's what being interested in politics is like in this country (laughs) it's like you just have to see you know that the worst outcome is always going to happen and you tell everybody and nobody believes you and then the worst outcome happens and you just have to sit there and deal with the pain anyways so final final thoughts on that what's the silver lining Silver lining is um, fascist ideology. It's a death cult. It doesn't last. You really just have to like, once you break out of that mindset, there's no really going back. Like it doesn't hold up any water. Um, Fascists are kind of losers anyways. Um, I don't think that's a, you know, like if you're, if you have a strong man that you follow, I think that's a little childish um silver lining public perception i think is a lot more left-leaning especially after this administration um than the parties represent i would say um i think the amount of support that we get for trans rights that we get for blm that we get for you know like um indigenous people's day for all these, I think they, all these grassroots campaigns have a lot more support now. And I think that the public perception has finally kind of woken up and been like, oh, things are fucked. People haven't just been griping over nothing for the past forever. Um, and I think, I don't know how this election's going to go, but I do think the world will get better, hopefully. It has to. It has to. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite 
speeches ever um, is by, oh my goodness, Ron Paulman? Fuck, what's his name? The capitalist singer. Not the cap, the fucking, the communist black singer. Um, Ron, I think it's Ron Paulman. Um, but he was brought before some judge uh, to determine whether or not he was a member of the Communist Party back during the Red Scare because they wanted to throw him in jail for being a communist. And, you know, eventually it does have a bad ending, that story. The CIA did um, give him a drug-induced stroke um, and left him destitute. Um, and ruined his career. But in that speech, he talks about how um, they ask him if he loved Russia so much, if he felt like a human being in Russia, why didn't he stay there? And he says that his fathers and his grandfathers died to live to build this country. And he's going to live off of their dreams just like everybody else he's going to profit from their dreams just like everybody else it's not he's not going to let them die in vain you know he has a part in this country just as much as anybody else um and i do think that that kind of defiance is important in this day and age i think that yes things are terrible and everyone is suffering um but if you just give up then that suffering is worthless you know i agree um, I think that it's really, really hard and it's really easy to just be like, oh, I'll just fuck off to Canada once the borders reopen. Um, but I think it's, I think it's a little irresponsible mm -hmm. to just give up. I think it kind of, there is a bit of a sunk cost fallacy there, but it is, people are fighting and dying for something right now. And I think giving up on that is worse than, you know, just being another casualty, I would say. So, um, is there any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Any kind of um, um, uh, bangers you want to leave the rest of our audience? <laughs> um, I don't know. Life, life is hard. It gets a little bit better every day. Um, and one day, you know, this really shitty Tuesday morning you're having might just be like your spouse's birthday or like, mm. you know, it might be an anniversary in the future, you know, like something really shitty now might be something beautiful later. And I think that you shouldn't, shouldn't give in just yet. I think you should hold out. Great words. I completely agree with that. And, um, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. Um, uh, I want to do a quick thank you to our sponsors, uh, Rusted Box Records, Watchtower Coffee and Comic, Black Cat Comics. And with that, um, I want to introduce the comic book that relates to your story. It's Kim and Kim. Um, Kim and Kim is written by a transgender woman. Um, both of the people here are both transgender. They're bounty hunters, and they basically are best friends. They go around. Um, they have a lot of stories. It's very, uh, I said this earlier, but cowboy bebop-ish. 
um, uh, and kind of just tells the story of their bonds while kind of living in a society of chaos. Yeah. Which, thank you. Which I'm is, kind of excited to read this because Cowboy Bebop is fucking great. I was watching it last night. That's why it's on the brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm actually excited to read this. I brought, like, I love trans content. Um, that's the other thing. It's just make more LGBT content. Everyone, please. If you're LGBT... Please make content. I know I'm a bad example, but please, it's so good. Um, I don't know what to plug. Uh, well, when we see your zines in the future, right? Maybe yeah. that'll be something that we can Maybe look I'll, forward to. Yeah. Um, I'm working on one right now, which is also Cowboy Bebop-esque. Because, you know, you, you write about what you see. And what we see yeah. right now is runaway capitalism yeah. um, and chaos and, mm. you know... Um, that's fun, but yeah, um, I don't know. I well, think, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you and, for having me. um, we would love to continue the conversation. Um, maybe have you back on in the future. Yeah. I'd love that. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Mocha Talk and Caffeine Dreams. Be sure to follow us online at Mocha Talk Podcast on Facebook and Instagram or on our website at mochatalkpodcast.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, Watchtower Coffee and Comics, Rusted Box Records, and Black Cat Comics. We'll see you on the next episode.